Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the spoiler cast, the sift spoil, if you will, for Venom. Venom. Uh, we're going to spoil Venom, so if you haven't seen it, please go away. Uh, not just because it might ruin stuff for you, <laughs> but uh, because we'll probably just kind of jump all over the place, so it'd be confusing. Yeah, um, yeah what do you want to spoil? Uh, so I guess we could talk about the post credit scene. I want to get this out of the way. Carnage. Yep. Cletus Cassidy, which is Woody Harrelson in one of the worst uh, Napoleon Dynamite wigs I've ever seen. It looks so <laughs> bad. Did you? It was cr- kind of cringy seeing him in that wig. I thought the whole thing was was cringy. Yeah. Uh, it's exciting. Like I said, uh, Carnage is you know the son of Venom. How uh, Carnage comes about is. Uh, it bonds not really with Cletus at first. It, bl- it bonds with his blood. And that's why Carnage is red. It's actually just Cletus's blood all around. And it's he's a serial killer. He's like one of the most infamous serial killers in the Marvel Universe. So seeing him, seeing Woody Harrelson going to be in that role is exciting. Yeah. I really want them to tie this into the Spider-Man universe somehow. Yeah. I really do you want do. it in the MCU? Yeah. Uh, I will say this right now. The only way you're ever going to do Carnage right is rated R. And I know we've had arguments before about... Wasn't wasn't uh, Venom talked about as being rated R It was the supposed beginning? to be, but then they switched it to PG-13. You can tell. it's. I mean, it's dark and violent. Yeah. Uh, well, because the, uh, the main source of a uh, symbiote is... I think it's like a P-H-Y-U. I forget how it's pronounced. But it's uh, this ingredient that's found in mushrooms, different things, and brains. That's why you always see mm. Venom like, I want to eat the head, because mm-hmm. he wants them, their brains. Uh, How very zombie-like. Very zombie-like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I guess we can do this chronologically. Eddie Brock used to work for... Wait, let's not move off Carnage, because I have questions. Okay. Um, so, do you think that a sequel with Carnage could work? Like, is that something they would be able to do, or is it... Here's the thing. I don't want Carnage to be a one and done. Yeah. Because he's so pure evil. He's just so evil. And he's so powerful. He, like, easily over... And obviously, if they do it in the movie, then they have to make him, you know, equally strong. Mm -hmm. In the comics, Carnage could kill Venom so quickly. He could kill Spider-Man so quickly. Um, So that's why I want a team-up between Spider-Man and Venom to take on Carnage. Even... Get Deadpool in there, too, because Carnage versus Deadpool was actually a really cool comic book. Um, but uh, 
it's just one of those things where you're like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right and you got to do it R. There's no way you can do Carnage PG-13. And I know you and I have had this argument before where uh, I say something has to be rated R and you say you can still make it dark, but still PG-13. You can. Yeah. I don't think that will work for Carnage. Yeah, Carnage without the R is just Carnage. Yeah. And so it just, it just doesn't work. Dad jokes. <laughs> I got him. Yep. Uh, I did think it was uh, absolutely ridiculous that he ended the movie by saying something about... There will be carnage. There will be carnage. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. They could have just said, like, show him and, and you could have just had Eddie Brock saying... Mr. Cassidy and have him just say, please call me Cletus, you know? Yeah. And then just well, end in it Cletus, there. In Cletus Cassidy was written somewhere. Oh, was I, it? Yeah, I saw. Oh, it was in the credits. Oh, okay. In the credits, it said Cletus Cassidy, Cassidy was who yeah. Woody Harrelson played or whatever. Yeah. But, but, you know, then people could like, who's Cletus Cassidy? And then they'll look at it like, oh, carnage? You know, right, just yeah. don't have him, you know, saying that yeah. there will be carnage. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. They could have teased that better. So the symbiotes that come, there's like several of them. They yeah. come to Earth, and most of them die, uh, except Which for the one. Weird. The- Riot and Venom survive, and I think the other one was supposed to be, it can't be Toxin, because Toxin is Carnage's So this son. is a comic book thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, there's there's a lot of symbiotes. There's a lot of them. There's okay. an entire planet of them, um, and they all do different things. There's like Riot, Toxin... Uh, Venom, Carnage, there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, but uh, yeah, so seeing only Riot was interesting, and it's actually kind of cool that they used him because he's not a very well known uh character. So okay. if you're gonna start off, you know, this this universe, this Venom universe, it's cool to start with the lesser known ones, get people interested in the series, and then you can bring out the big guns like the Carnage and all right, those other yeah, ones. Yeah. I thought that was interesting that they cho- chose him. I don't know if it works because like I said, uh Carlton Drake is just such a bad villain and then whenever he bonds with Riot, it's just lackluster, I guess. Yeah. So you really had some things to say about this movie not working specifically because of Resumed and Carlton Drake. Well, yeah, Carlton Drake and his symbiote and Riot. Neither yeah. one I like first of all, there are moments between Riot and Venom that the movie wants us to buy into where they have some sort of weird relationship. Like Venom is the loser and Riot is the team leader, team leader or something. Yeah. Not true. Well, well also I don't care. Like you haven't like, Riot isn't even a thing till there's 20 minutes left in the movie. He, he's and, just a body jumper. <laughs> and I don't and I don't he, and I haven't heard his voice except barely at the end speaking to, you know, Riz Ahmed and them having some weird conversation about, you know, oh, you mean us or yeah. whatever. Like so Riot as a character, I don't even know that guy. I yeah. don't know who he is. I don't know what he cares about. I don't know what he means. And all of a sudden because this this also character that I don't care about because he's been nothing but, you know, over the top villain nonsense the whole time. Yeah. Um, they're coming to blows in the end with another same versus same kind of jumbled battle. And I'm just like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. I don't because I don't care about the villain. I think the villain's ridiculous and I don't even know who Riot is or why Venom cares about Riot. Venom in. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just going to get on a little bit of a roll of a here. But Vin- Venom. 
Venom's motivations don't make any sense to me because all of a sudden, you know, he's controlling Eddie Brock, and then at one point he just throws away a line like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be with my symbiote brothers because I'm kind of a loser too, and so I'm going to fight them. What? I, that doesn't... Like, it's just, like, it wants it, it wants me to just, you know, to be able to throw that throwaway line and then me just be like, oh, Venom's also kind of a good guy. And it's like, I, I don't know. And it it's just, not comic canon, like, at all. Yeah. <laughs> so. That see, was, I didn't know that, but yeah. it just, it didn't make sense to me. Like, it yeah. just, it was like it all happened so um, conveniently. Since you know? it's not in the Spider-Man universe, they had to come up with a different origin for him. And it just seemed like they rushed through that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had no like he like you don't have to give your villains necessarily a ton of backstory or even motivation. Yeah, but if you're going to hint at motivation, I at least need to believe it or understand it. Yeah, that's why Thanos works. Yes. A hundred percent, yes. And I think that they were trying to do the same thing here with Carlton Drake, where like I'm doing this for the good of humanity, or I'm trying to make humanity better. But it's just but he so... doesn't care about humanity. That's the thing. Like, I, like that makes no sense. Yeah, it's like he has this mentality of the sacrificing of the few for the good of the many, sort of thing. But it just comes across so. But he doesn't care about a single human being. All he cares about is kind of himself, but mostly... The symbiotes. The symbiotes. Yeah. And why? Because they're greater than us? Yeah. I mean... It doesn't make sense. No, it's nonsense. Yeah. You don't see a a reality where a person like that gets to the level that they are. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's supposed to be this genius, like... Tony Stark level genius, I guess. Right. But we never see that genius put into action. We only see him giving orders to people and saying, scientist, go do this. Henchman, go do that. We never see intelligence from this supposedly super intelligent person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's moments where, you know, he's now with Riot and... Something's happening behind him. Some guy on a computer behind him is about to maybe shut down the launch or something. Remember this point? I went to the bathroom right at that point. Okay. Well, there's this moment where I don't know if do symbiotes have like a spidey sense? Yeah. Can they? Okay. See, well, again, they get it from Spider-Man, but we're not going to get into that. Well, <laughs> it certainly he must have had something because there was no way he knew what that guy was doing. But he gets this look on his face like, oh, something's going on back there. And he. You know, Riot comes out of his arm and, you know, yeah. nails the guy's hand to the table or I forget what happened. And then everybody gets freaked out and runs away. Yeah. And then he becomes giant Riot with two giant claws and claw just arms slash and through. slashes over the tables. And just yeah. like, but, but I, I don't understand how he works or who he is. And so it just, none of it, none of it connected with me towards the end. The third yeah. act is the worst part of this movie for me. It's just, it's a mess. To me, because of all those things. Oh, yeah. So. I'm not going to sit here and try and defend that last act. Um, I know what they were going for, you know, like, I think this is where you said it was like kind of Transformers, just blobs and stuff moving around all over the screen. That's what it's like in the comics. It's just. Well, I'm sure it is, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what they were trying to do, like, you know. Fan service like, see, we know exactly what the comics are like with, yeah. you know, just blobs and shards flying everywhere, and you got to try and look to catch all the intricate details to see where each symbiote is in this blob of, you know, just yeah. 
Rorschachness. <laughs> but where it was working, like you said, were the times where it was almost like Elastigirl. You know, yeah. kind of with some of the ways that he was using his, you know, creating a shield with the symbiote yeah, or, or falling off the bike and then dragging yourself back towards right. the bike. That yeah, was yeah, cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so those those were the cool moments yeah. um, in the action, if there were some. Maybe this is what you were talking about earlier. The very last scene in this movie is in the trailer. Yes. Is that what you were talking yes! about? Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> if If I had watched that trailer. You are supposed to believe story-wise, movie-wise, you can't tell me any different because I experienced it. Yeah. That it is possible, even though there's something in the back of your head just going, eh, he's probably not dead. But you're supposed to believe Venom died. The movie portrays that he says goodbye to him and that he dies in the fire. I knew but, he wasn't dead. Even if I had seen the trailer, oh, I knew. Oh, that's baloney. No, come that, on. No, they're not going to bal- kill Venom if they're going to start a universe with him in it. Well, possibly. No. But I'm saying, But I'm saying, <sighs> fine. So let's say you knew. Yeah. Let's say you knew. Yeah. The movie isn't telling you that. The movie is telling you something completely different. Yeah. Right? So to have seen that in the trailer, I'm going, wait a second. Where is that scene? When does that happen? See, whenever, maybe this is just me. Maybe it's just me. Whenever I watch a trailer for a movie and then I go to see the actual movie, I forget everything I saw in the trailer. I can't do that. Really? I'm, that's that's one of the reasons I don't watch trailers. Yeah. I remember every visual moment. My brain wants to put it in a puzzle, wants to put it, you know, where it goes, and it will distract me through the entire movie. You know, like, where where's, is this going to Where's fit this in? scene go? Where does this moment see, go? See, it doesn't, it doesn't go for me. Like, I just... You're, you're well, lucky. You're fortunate. I wipe my memory. And you know me, I see every trailer yeah. for everything. I pretty yeah. much see the entire movie just yeah. out of context before I actually go in to see the movie. I, I, I wish I had the Men in Black Neuralizer ability like oh, that yeah. to, to be able to... I can't. It's there. It's There's... Especially if it's something that's cool or, you know, I like or I'm excited about it. You know, I'll remember every single moment. Yeah. So um, I I just I can't I don't know how to forget. Yeah. Post movie. I'll look back and like, oh, yeah, that was in the trailer. That was in the trailer. But while I'm in it, I I totally forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was in the trailer afterwards. And it's not just that there's a moment from that scene that's in the trailer. It's the entire entire finishing scene is in the trailer. Yeah. I mean, it just blew my mind. Yeah. I was I was so mad <laughs> for no reason because it's not like it ruined my experience. I yeah. just I I feel there's part of me that that it's the part of me that everybody has that feels like everybody is like them. So I feel like man, everybody's like me, and this is ruining everybody's experience. And yeah. I know that's not true when I really think about it. Yeah, but that's what makes me angry. Is I'm like, how many people are like me? But that this is happening but, too, and they just get excited about trailers, so it's something they want to watch, and they don't realize. For them, not necessarily for Andrew or for other people who are like Andrew, sure. but for them, they may be able to have a better experience watching movies, you know, without those. So, yeah. Anyways, that's that's you know that's my mini rant. I know not everybody is like me, but that's what makes me angry. No, I get it. If so, I was like that, I'd probably be the exact same way as ugh, you. Can't believe that entire scene was in the trailer. Yeah. And as soon as you said in podcast proper, there's one scene from the trailers. I'm like, oh yeah, it's the it's the last scene. Well, they're sitting there on the the steps as the movie is doing the whole as if Venom is dead, and they're having a conversation yeah. about him being dead. And then Venom pops in and says, you know, something about she doesn't know, does she? Or yeah. 
or something like that. And that's yeah. supposed to be the reveal that he's still alive. But, but if if you that's fine, I get it. Duh, of course it's a you know, but the movie is not saying that. And I take the movie at its word. You know, it's the same way that I'm going to say for that point in particular of you thinking Venom is dead, you are in a very, very small minority. But then then why is the movie doing it? If it doesn't want you to believe that, why is the movie leading you down that road? It's why even go there if, uh, you know, if 95 percent of the people know that it's not because that's not a moment for the audience. That's a moment for the characters in the movie. The characters are supposed to believe that Venom is dead, not the audience. The kid, the characters in the movie weren't even there. Uh, Michelle Williams' character, the whole thing is to get her and her new boyfriend and all the right. other people so, to think that why, Venom is dead. But why show the fire and him being on fire and him saying goodbye you know, like he when he's doing the 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 last a girl at parachute? Probably guess Venom thought he was going to die. No, I understand. But okay, why what are you is, trying to say? <laughs> I'm saying why is the movie showing it if no, if it doesn't think anyone's going to believe it? It is it is either they think people are going to believe it or they're stupid for doing it that way. It has to be one or the other. I don't see what you're saying. It doesn't make I'm, sense to me. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm it's trying fine. to understand. I'll try to explain it a little bit different. Okay. If you're telling a story, okay, and you think most, if not. All of your audience knows a certain part of your story. Okay. What is your point in hiding that part of the story and then using it as a ta-da reveal in your storytelling? I just don't see it that way, though. No, no, no. I'm asking you. This is a fictional example. No, I, I totally get what you're saying, but like, I can only put it in context for this movie, so maybe that's why I'm having difficulty. So you're saying, if I understand, you're saying... If a movie wants you to understand something, why hide it? Kind of like why for, pretend why, that they don't know? Yeah, this movie pretends that the audience doesn't know that. I don't think it's trying to do that though. That's oh, really I, weird. I totally disagree with you there. Yeah, it, this movie is absolutely designed in a way that when Venom's voice speaks up, it's supposed to be a reveal in typical storytelling fashion. Okay. Yeah. The, the movie is doing that now. Whether or not everybody knows that because they're sequels, let's talk about Event Infinity War. Okay. okay? So in, in in Infinity War, you can go well. Obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy are coming back. There's more movies, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. So we're far enough from Infinity War that, that we can spoil. <laughs> there's three people in the world who haven't seen Infinity War. Right. There's three and they people don't know don't what TVs the, are. Yeah, the Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good joke. Yeah. Uh, and we apologize if, if we ruin something. Yeah. But so in Infinity War, okay. th there's a storytelling purpose to what's going on there. And it wants the audience to wonder who's dead, who's coming back, what does this mean, right? Okay. Because it's, it, you know, if you see Thanos as the protagonist, all that is supposed to happen. But you could say, well, duh, we know that Guardians are coming back. Yeah. But, you know, you go to the next movie and you get to experience that in the story and, and all those kind of things. Okay. Here in this movie, you're telling me that they're not doing the same thing, that they are, you know, that they think, you know, everybody knows and so that they are just, you know... Why are they doing what they're doing? I get why Infinity War is doing what it's doing. I don't get why Venom would do that if they weren't trying to fake out the audience. 
Oh, I don't see that they're faking out the audience, man. I think that it's only for the characters in the movie. The characters don't see that. Only the audience sees that. It cannot be for the characters. Maybe. <sighs> if it was just for the characters, we don't have to see the goodbye. We don't have to see Venom burning up. Venom can be fine inside Tom Hardy, and they can talk about not telling the other people. Because the other characters are not there. That is for the audience, not the characters. Okay, the way I'm looking at this movie is Tom Hardy tells Michelle Williams, or Michelle Williams actually sees Venom on fire and dying, and then Tom Hardy tells her Venom is dead. Uh-huh. But the audience knows he's not. It doesn't matter if it's... I don't think that it's supposed to be a reveal that Venom's still alive whenever he's okay, saying that. Okay, that's where that. we completely disagree. Yeah, I don't think that's a reveal, because okay. everybody and their mother knows that Venom is still alive. And I think the movie, then, is stupid for pretending like he's dead. But I don't think it's pretending like he's That's dead. That's where we disagree. That's yeah. what I'm saying. All right. That's what I'm saying. All right. So we can move on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think we found, I think we found the essence of our disagreement. <laughs> I think this movie is crafted absolutely in a way that is, that is toying with the audience in Venom's death. And you don't think they're doing that? At all. Okay. No, okay. okay. So that's that's where the disagreement is. <laughs> Anyhow, the good dinosaur is awful. <laughs> it's about becoming a or fear, whatever, whatever. My oh, the good dinosaur was. argument. Yeah, that it was about. No, I like overcoming. Your I, fear. I like finding places where we disagree passionately. That's fine. I I have no problem with that. I didn't. I was just trying to understand. I'm finally glad that you know we just came to yeah we just don't see it differently for one particular moment. Yeah. Either way, don't ever include the entire final scene of your movie in your trailer. I think that's always a bad idea. Bar none. Okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> if you're like Aaron and you remember all those things and you're trying to put a puzzle together, yeah, I could see how that would be a nightmare. Uh, all right, what else? Uh, do, anything else in here we want to spoil? It all seems, seems probably a little uh, <sighs> dispassionate after that uh, that discussion. Yeah, really. We, we went all in for that moment there. Uh, no, I can't think of anything. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, you wanted to talk about uh, wasteful characters like the uh, the girl who was the uh, scientist who was helping him out, yeah. and then she just dies. And I like Jenny Slate, right? I think yeah. that's Jenny Slate, and I I really like her. And there's there's a there's a non this movie is not interested in uh, the value of its characters beyond Tom Hardy. You know, beyond maybe beyond those maybe beyond Michelle Williams and Tom Hardy. Yeah, it's not, and even Michelle Williams, it doesn't service her character extremely well. Yeah, um, the the boyfriend, the new boyfriend character of hers, is just kind of a, a nonsense puzzle piece that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, you know that lab tech has a moment in the plot that's supposed to mean something and is supposed to be having a revelation about oh the the work I'm doing is you know poor work, and then. She gets fed to one of the symbiotes and it's just yeah. over and, you know, it's, and how does, sorry, this is, this is more sin brain, but how, how do they not know she brought him in? How does she have to be the one who admits that? How are there not cameras everywhere in that place that see her bringing him into the facility? Yeah. Like that, that makes no sense. To I'm me. right there with you. Yeah. There's some of those do moments. Do you but. think that the movie is trying to make you feel like the only reason why uh, Tom Hardy is the main focus and all the other people are just, you know, like puzzle pieces, like you said, is trying to show you why him and Venom are so compatible is because he's a parasite and all he's doing is feeding off of these people and they're just there to, um, you know, be a source for him. 
whereas they're not supposed to be their own characters. They're only supposed to be, uh, you know... I, I kind of caught that, but I will tell you, I don't think the movie does a great job of explaining how that works. Okay. Because I was confused. I was confused about, was it was it Riot that was lost at the beginning and then transferred from the, the Asian lady to, to the, the little girl. girl? Yeah, yeah, that's Riot the entire time trying to make his way back to the ship so he can go get more. And, uh, yeah, and, but... So yeah, so no, it's confusing to me why okay. why it works so well with Eddie Brock, but doesn't work well with other people. Why you know, I, yeah, that's I'm, that's solely a um, venom thing, because initially uh, the symbiotes feed off of the humans. Venom, the actual symbiote, decides to bond with the. Um, the actual host. Yeah. Because initially he's eating, you know, Tom Hardy from the inside. Like they said, his heart was atrophied and all that stuff. But Venom changes his mind about humanity. And for decides, reasons. For reasons, yeah. <laughs> we, it, why is the dumbest thing. I'm totally right there with you. But he decides he's not going to consume his host, that he's going to, you know, just be a part of him and right. bond with him. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't quite understand exactly how that worked. I got the general idea, but it it just I it was confusing to me of like because at first I thought they were saying it was a physical compatibility issue. They thought it was. They were trying to understand. But they were why. wrong. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So All then, why were those symbiotes not just taking over those humans and acting like normal, so they'd let them out and you know and talk to him and stuff and then attacking somebody else and you know what i mean like if they're intelligent creatures why yeah why are they just killing these avenues they have to escape and do what they want to do i think food is a bigger priority for them and that you know as long as they keep feeding them you know new hosts that's all they need well yep yeah, yeah i guess it just doesn't make sense to me is why they wouldn't take over a host and control them to like, get out to get out yeah maybe this is just me spitballing here. Yeah. Maybe from their standpoint, all they see is a guy constantly giving them food. And they're like, okay, this is a pretty sweet deal. I just <laughs> pretty get sweet to, life. Yeah, I get to stay I here know. and they... I think the movie did uh, did make it seem like me, they wanted out. Me, but, yeah. That's just me spitballing yeah. why. But yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I don't think that they thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there you go. There's, uh, there's some spoiler stuff on Venom, including an epic Sif Pop disagreement wow we get one of those a year or so yeah so i don't know and it's it's always for the weirdest movie too it's never like an oscar worthy <laughs> like really thought provoking no, movie on that stuff yeah it's always gonna be it's something never a like thought provoking movie it's always like good dinosaur or venom well, or and something it's, like it's that it's no surprise also that it comes down to one of our primary differences which is loving trailers trailers ruining movies you know what i mean like that's I don't where i the, think that this particular disagreement had anything to do with trailers it all came that's where in, it came from no, i was talking I, about I, the end scene ruining the i, I totally agree with you on that yeah. i'm talking more about you know uh, venom in the audience knowing that he's alive that's the big argument we had right that came from the, that came from the trailer conversation because oh because you know that because you is, know he's still alive anyway yeah. Yeah, you know, I guess so, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah that's where it came I, I don't want to get into the whole argument again. <laughs> you're right, Aaron. You're right. Oh God, I can't do it again. Uh, we'll have a poll up shortly. Uh, let us know who you agree with. Yeah, uh, Aaron Whew. or Andrew. 
uh, so that we can uh, hold it each, over each other's heads. Uh, no, that's not how it works. All right, we're going to uh, do some uh, spoilers now for A Star Is Born, probably without as much arguing. Um, probably, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? It may just happen again. Uh, so we will catch you uh, catch you there if you've seen A Star Is Born. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.